Welcome to Here's What You Do, an advice podcast from an optimist, a pessimist, and a nihilist who managed to start a company together. And even that decision took a few years. I'm Steven. I've been called an optimist, but I prefer passionate. Gross. I'm Ryan. I've been called a pessimist, but I prefer pragmatic. And I'm Shane. I've been called a nihilist, but I prefer existentially grounded. As always, we're going to answer three questions anonymously submitted by you. And today's topics are moving into a new area, your first year in college, and annoying coworkers. Wonderful. <laughs> cool. Do we just start or do we do that whole chill zone thing? No, no, we're going right, we're going right into it. Let's just hop into that first question. Wow, this podcast is efficient. We're flying. That's what we're about. You know, let us know if you if you'd like us to chat up top. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe people are going to be like, wait a minute, I want to know how they're doing. No, this is for uh, just just for information. How, how are you doing? I, I'm doing great, I think. I don't know anymore. Well, we are recording this from our homes right now because, uh, well, uh, who knows when this comes out, but my guess is that we will all still be in quarantine when it comes out. So it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a minute. It's the great quarantine potessence. There's going to be, a, this is the golden age of podcasts. They say that every two years, but mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. truly, I think this is the real golden age. That's right. Shane, can you transfer that title of TikTok King to Podcast King? Just like help us mm. to climb the ladder. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a pretty even exchange rate there. They're the same. Yeah. You know, I haven't been in this world long enough to really take that title, but yeah, probably in a couple of weeks. Cool. For me. Uh, <laughs> For me. I was going to say one more thing uh, before we begin, which I, I haven't had a chance to share with you guys yet. Oh. This is this is regarding... You pissed on someone else's clothes? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's regard, regarding COVID-19. I woke up the last three days feeling very emotional. Have you felt this way? No. Yeah. Just me? Yeah, Ryan, are, are you in that train? Yeah, I would say so. I, I felt like just, I, I don't know, like a little overwhelmed by the world feeling uh, like I need time to meditate. You know, I've been taking a lot of walks because that's pretty much all you can do now. And it hasn't been enough to calm my spirit. So I, yeah, I've been, I've been doing a lot of reflection, a lot of journaling and yeah, the state of the world has really, it's been tough. Yeah, and then you mix that up with uh, we have uh, we're trying to run a startup right now, and it kind of feels like the world is squatting down and taking a fresh little dump on our chest every morning. So yeah, but you know what? Thankfully, your three feisty boys banked some pretty A plus content. That's true. All the way through summertime, baby. That is true. <laughs> but we are still shooting quite a bit. That's right. <laughs> also true. I just realized I brought the energy down way, way down. No, it's fine. Down, you know what? I've, I've, I uh, went uh, on my walks. I find it very enjoyable to listen to some classical music. Um, mm. And it's weird right now because the whole world is suddenly into walking around at like 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. So it feels like you're transported back in time. Like I nodded to a man on a porch the other day. He was just, you know, smoking a cigarette outside and I kind of tipped my cap to him and he was like, evening. And it just felt, it's also very funny because there's like a weird 
uh, it's at odds with itself because it feels like the community is coming together in the way that everyone's like out and acknowledging each mm -hmm. other, but at the same time, no one can go near each other. So yeah, I was about to say, I hope the community is not coming too much together. No, 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 no. I hope too many people aren't taking walks. You know what? Walks are terrible. Nobody out here who is listening to this should take a walk. Why? Walks Ever. are incredible. What? No, they've been... I'm trying to make sure the foot traffic isn't so high outside so I can walk out there without getting the Rona. Yes, but you can walk around your neighborhood and not, like, go coughing on people. Wear a mask. I'm just saying, you go crazy if you don't go for walks. I agree. The particles do stick in the air for a while. It is. That's you should true. be wearing a mask when you walk outside. Yeah. Oh my gosh, did you see that video I sent you, Ryan? Yeah, I, I saw the video. Me and my oh, girlfriend watched it over uh, over the over the, the the dining room table, and it was uh, it was horrifying, but also very helpful. <laughs> Just for context, it's a video of micro droplets and how they hang in the air for a extended period of time after you breathe or cough or speak. It's a little unnerving. Don't look it up. It's not it's not super comforting, but it's enough to make you want to wear a mask, which is what we should all be doing right now. That's actually what's recommended right now. Yeah, by this, I think believe the CDC said to wear masks any, even when you walk outside. Right now, LA just said that yesterday, or not yeah. to date this podcast, but maybe by the time this comes out. Thank you, Garcetti. Um, Finally, it was crazy. Mari and I went to go get groceries yesterday, and we were wearing masks, and it felt like we were doing a supply run in The Walking Dead <laughs> or something like that. Like we looked at each other as we like walked out of the car with our masks on, and I was like, "Wow, are we going to see each other after this? Are we going to die inside a, a Whole Foods?" Which, by the way, we went to a Whole Foods. Very expensive. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it it's had the, Whole Foods. Yeah, it was the only place that did, uh, didn't have a line. Mm. I mean, yeah, but they got good cheeses. They do got good cheeses. Oh, that's the thing I'm missing. You got to get cheese, Stephen. What am I doing? Cheese is important right now. I've got like snack cheese. I just cut off hunks of it with scissors and uh, and just eat chunks. You know. I've been drinking a glass of wine every night. It's quite nice. Just a glass, though. Just one glass, and it I've helps been calm me. A glass of matcha, if you can hear this. Don't do that. This is a podcast. Yeah, they can hear it. That sounds kind of good. Steven, you should drink 10 glasses of wine a night. I'm sure it'll help you in the morning. <laughs> 10 <laughs> glasses of wine. Uh, you don't know the Steven Lit phase. Steven Lit. Clubbing advice, you know? I got I got lots of it. No, I don't, actually. I had a small phase of time where I was like that. I got to say, when we went to London, you were also... You were like, oh, I don't, I'm, <laughs> I don't want too much to drink here. And then... One night when we were out there, this was before the quarantine, <laughs> yeah. a, month, a couple months before. Oh, yeah. But now the thought of going to London is terrifying. But um, Stephen, I feel like he got crazier than Ryan or me. I believe he did. You know I believe what, though? I did not want to. But what happened was when you're with other people who are participating, it's really not fun to just sit back and watch. That's true. So you just got to jump in and, and go on the deep end, baby. And he never came back. And we had a good time. We went to a karaoke bar. We went yeah. uh, went dancing, which I, I actually am pro dancing. Oh, I, yeah. I saw that. I saw that you were a proponent of the dancing. We were all dancing. We had a good, yeah. we were, it was a after party for VidCon and all, all three of us got some, some dancing. Steven in. became a, a social butterfly. Ryan and I also, um, handed steve's ass to him in uh beer pong we did do that that was very okay. that was very very fun <laughs> no it was it was one cup left and ryan was talking smack the entire way there yeah i carried us there and then guess who hit the game winning shot was shane so you know what you know what that know. is called steve it's it's called teamwork so i carried the load in the in the till the end of that that the game and then shane came in and finished it off i'm a closer 
Well, it's probably time to answer some questions. That's right. Yes, right. Yeah. (laughs) I I wanted to bring COVID up just because that's the state we're in. And so if we're, you know, giving advice a particular way, it is a reflection of the current society that we are living in. And And we're all going nuts right now. Yeah. No, we aren't. A little bit. So the first question is uh, Layla Tercinio. Y'all have moved around quite a bit, right? What is your best tips for moving to a new place and making a space your own? Huge fan. Wishing you guys the best from London. Well, 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 London. So I'll keep it short and sweet for you. Wherever you move to, make it your own. (laughs) I know the question is, how do you make it your own? But I think we have to take a step back here and say, make it your own. Whenever I travel, uh, you know, for work, I'll go to a hotel room and when I used to travel, I would never unpack because I was like, I'm only here for a little bit. I don't really care about this place and I'm just going to keep everything so I don't have to repack it. But I found that when I unpack my stuff and kind of lay it out, it helps me mentally get in the mode of, okay, this is home, comfortable, even if it's only for a night or two. So that's my first piece of advice. Now, the second one is when you move to a new place, yeah, so treat that like it's your permanent home. Because sometimes, you know, if you're only going to live there for six months to a year, you may think, oh, it's not really worth, you know, investing in this place. But you're going to go home to that place and you're going to spend more than a third of your life in your home. So, uh, yeah, so make sure you move in, you know, get a bed. I lived in my old apartment for two years with no bed. That was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's insane though. That's not, yeah, a, that's, I know. I'm, I'm, that's not a this, normal this is thing why, to do. My advice is so basic because I used to live on a foam pad for like a year and a half and it was, I don't recommend it, you know, buy yeah. furniture. If you have what? to pee, use the toilet. Uh, <laughs> what did you sleep on? Just like a, a cot? I, I, you know, those memory foam pads that you can buy to put on a bed. Yeah. yeah. I just bought one of those and put it on the ground and I see this is because this is the question is you have moved around quite a bit yeah I when I moved you know from Ohio to Alabama back to Ohio to Los Angeles and many different apartments all in between I I just didn't care enough to invest in the space but you know get a bed do the basic stuff and then uh, one uh pro tip that maybe isn't really a pro tip is just go on Pinterest Google stuff that you uh of just like living rooms and just scroll through what you like and try to imitate it as much as possible that's a good start and then my last tip is when you have a display like for example you have a shelf or something oftentimes people use that for storage but i would recommend use that to display the things that you treasure the most in your home so for example on my display i'm looking over to my right i have photos that I love. Uh, and even though the fun- the space isn't functional, whenever I pass by it, I get happy. I have a photo album. I have some old treasures from, you know, past worth it shoots. I have something from my grandmother. I have a candle. I have my books that I love. It's not efficient use, but it's great because it Wait, makes me backtrack. feel. Wait, Did you say you have your grandmother? No, no, no. I have a, a photo. Uh, treasure. A he said he has treasured items from, his grandmother. from my grandmother. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like you have I guess it would make sense. I guess you could have your ashes. Like could, I could also, yeah. Uh, was no, your grandmother think, kind of an Indiana Jones type? You know, the thing that she gave me was an urn. So like a small, tiny urn. Okay. <laughs> For like future use? You want to see it? That's, yeah. I mean, I know, I know the audience can't see it, but I'm going to break and bring it. I don't know the purpose of it, really. It is nice. 
But um, oh, that is nice. Yeah, it's like a nice, colorful Asian urn. Uh, kind of like, looks like a wine glass body. You should keep a bunch of weed in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Totally <laughs> off brand for me. Yeah, that's it. That's it for me. <laughs> I brought it up because I I personally struggle with this. I don't make places my own, and I should do that more. Now, did you have a mattress? No mattress because you couldn't you couldn't afford a bed, or was this a choice? No, it was just the fact that I felt like I was going to move out soon. And I was like, whatever, this is a temporary spot. But you slept on it for two years. I know, I, time flies when you're doing cool stuff with your buddies. Making that content, baby. Making content. Here's the thing, I'd say for every human I meet in life, I start to aggregate data. And I start to kind of just create my own little case file of why that person may be a serial killer. <laughs> now, I won't say that you're at the top of this list, Stephen, but I will say that you're rapidly moving up the list in terms of people who I suspect uh-huh. may be Dexter. Hmm. I'm now scared to go to your apartment because I think there's bodies hidden inside the drywall. Uh, I think you murder people at night and uh, go to sleep giggling. Is uh, And go to sleep giggling. <laughs> well, I can tell you what, just because you may think game. that... Doesn't mean I'm not a good person for this advice <laughs> no podcast. No one will ever catch me. I'm the best. Mur- I'm the best serial killer of all time. I'm the best advice giver, and, and I'm the best peer. Steven's talking about his little <laughs> shelf that makes him happy. There's just human hands on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just like dried out. My wonderful caps. little trophies. <laughs> and I gathered this one in Griffith Park. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to judge you for what you put on your shelf. But what makes me happy makes me happy. Yeah, sure. Steven, when you are you the kind of guy when you go to a hotel that you put your stuff in the drawers and I'll really take a look do. at the drawers. I mean, nowadays with COVID, it's a whole different story. But before well, I would, course. yes. Now nobody goes anywhere. <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, I like to. It depends on you know the hotel. Sometimes I just lay it out on the counter or I'll put it in the closet. I, I love to hang my clothing actually I, I think it'd be fun to bring portraits or pictures to hang on the walls of a hotel oh, room yeah do you guys ever read the uh you guys ever read the universal reading material they leave in every hotel it's He's a about real the, page turner you mean the bible <laughs> <laughs> yeah the bible um yeah have you ever dug into that bad boy there's different- i wonder if anyone ever actually cracks that thing open i suspect no one does and there's probably like 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 a like a cipher or something why do they do like why it's do a they, fake book why do the gideons That's do a good that question i don't know I don't know. I feel like There's it seems probably, weird, uh, right? Um, some sort of like a sense of goodwill. I, I was rewatching Mission Impossible recently, obviously, and um, there's a line I never noticed because a Bible comes into the into the plot toward the like they see something written in a Bible and it helps them catch John Voight. And at the end, John Voight just goes, those damn Gideons. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird to me. You would think hotels would be more secular now. Uh, but the fact that they just have a Bible. Well, I don't know. Like, do, even in big chains, like if you go to uh, yeah. a Ramada, you're going to find a Bible there. Is that what you're saying? I've never been to a, a hotel and not seen a Bible in there. It's actually one of the first things I check for because it's always fascinated me. Yet I've never opened it, which makes me feel like that must be pretty uniform. How do the Gideons uh, operate? Do do the hotels open and then they call the Gideons and the Gideons show up? <laughs> I suspect those are fake books. You know, like the books that like people hide. No, they're stuff not fake. In, like, I've opened them just up. Like a facade. I've definitely. Oh, there's actually taken a there's look. actually text and there's yeah. not like it's not hollow. But they're out. not all the same book, no by key. the way. Some of them are from the Gideons, but some of them are other scriptural texts that come from different um, cultural or religious backgrounds. Like mm-hmm. I've seen, I've seen the Book of Mormon pamphlets. in some of the um, in some of the hotels as well, which is interesting. Oh, Utah, interesting. baby. 
Probably. Yeah. You know what could be a right? funny thing to do I was in Utah, is I leave it, secret messages. Oh, Just in the Bible? secret messages in every, in oh. every Bible you go see in these hotel rooms. Maybe a pamphlet for your own religion, <laughs> uh, like a, a, a Bergarism or something. Bergarism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll think of a better name. That's a working, pro- that's a working title right now, but uh, I'll figure something out. <laughs> Anytime you see a billowing sheet, poop your pants. Thou shalt poop your pants. <laughs> And call your dentist Papa. Yeah, yeah that's, that's one of the Ten Commandments. I can't think of any <laughs> other ones. Uh, always be ballin' is maybe another A-B-B. one. Thou shalt ABB. A-B-B. I do follow the ABB uh, practice. Take morning dumps because they do start the day off right. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, at least. That's right. You can't see Shane's face, but he he grimaced. Well, also, Shane looks like Aunt Jemima right now. What? <laughs> Which is really what? fun. <laughs> Just because I have a headband on? rocking the Aunt Jemima look. Yeah, you, well, that's exactly how she wears it. This is the first time I've ever seen you wear it with your hair uh, tied back. For like the that. record, I do not refer to this as my Aunt Jemima look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would be a bad thing, wouldn't it? <laughs> is Aunt Jemima like a PC character still? Is she okay? I don't. I mean, she's a syrup. I know. Is that based off a real person? Is that is that? It must be nonfiction. I mean, you got Papa John's. I'm sure there was an Aunt Jemima somewhere who made delicious <laughs> you got pancakes. Papa John. <laughs> You're right, Papa John. Based on yeah. John. That guy sucks. He's gone now. It's not John's no more. He's no yeah. more. It's just Papa. Uh, any any other tips here? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's, you, it's you guys. Oh turn. yeah. I think on a similar track to Stephen, I'm probably not the best. Welcome to the This Advice Podcast, where we don't have any tips for you. No, but you and me are the ones who left the Midwest for the, you know, the West Coast life, baby. That's like, true. It was, a, it was a lot. I actually, I kind of really pared down my life before I moved out here, and I didn't bring a ton. You know, I brought some stuff to hang up on some walls, and then um, I went to Ikea and bought a lot. Even in our apartment now, we don't have a lot hanging on the walls. Like one of our rooms is nice, but it's not a lot of personality to it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really annoying to have to decorate your place. It stinks. I've moved I don't actually care. quite a bit. You know, let me live in a uh, box, a white room. Yeah, I mean, like, I kind of like to, to commit to the simple life, you know, like the Marie mm. Kondo kind of thing, where you just don't have a lot of clutter in your apartment. Though I do like hanging up little pictures in movies and stuff like that. I also have a framed picture of my roommate's ass in my living room as well. Um, yeah, that's, on that's just brand. based on like, a, I mean, that, that's, like that's a good joke. answer for this question. Cause they're asking, what is, uh, what is the best tip to make it your own? Well, and that's for, for me, it's like, it feels like a, a lost cause. Anytime I rent a place, I don't, I'll probably buy a house when I'm 57 and I can't wait. And that's when I'll really yeah. go all in on making it my own. But when it comes to apartments, even if I'm living there for like five years, I'm like, this is temporary. What's the point? You know, I might as well be sleeping on a pile of my own clothes like Stephen did for two years. That's my attitude. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's really just so much work to decorate uh, and make things your own. I, I, I guess I hang up or I just hang up is probably uh, even too fancy of a word. I would say I stick things on walls that I like looking at. Uh, and that's about it. I mean, but your apartment I, I, looks like a hotel frat house. So much. It looks like a frat house. That's hey, that's probably why. Uh, it's nice being in my girlfriend's apartment now because it's so well decorated. But I also like hotels for this reason in that they're very turnkey. And I don't have to... I'm walking. It's a nicely decorated place. Uh, it makes me feel good. There's usually some kind of view. I do love um, hotels. I fucking love hotels. Do you? I, I, live in I a don't hotel. know if we've... we've uh, I hate hotels, by the way, for the record. Oh, be the That's best. why anytime, anytime anyone's about? like, oh, I hate traveling for, for business. I don't like going to the airport and I don't like staying at hotels. I'm like, man, 
That's the dream come true for me. I dig a hotel, man. Room service, maybe a little. Uh, it costs a lot of money. Yeah, I never do room service. Do you do room service? No, but I like the idea of it. <laughs> the, the, there's like a maid service that comes and clean my little bed. There's continental breakfast. There's usually a pool, a fucking sweet pool with like a hot tub. You live in LA. You're like 10 miles from the beach. Yeah, but is it is it walking distance from my nice little humble abode? I don't think so. Yeah, people hmm. don't in LA. On the, How often do you go to the beach, Steven? I actually go quite a bit. I mean, what? in the summertime, I'll go about once a week. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, hell yeah. Look, when you cool. grew up in a landlocked state like Ohio and you just want to, you're just like, you got that Moana spirit in you. That's me. That's yeah. me, baby. I'm back. I'm out here in LA going to the beach. Do you surf? <laughs> no, I just, I dip my feet in and, and smell the waves. Sm- smell the waves, dude. <laughs> How far <laughs> out do you go into the water? No, just like knee deep. <laughs> just knee. Oh, I go. I, I run out and I go all in. Well, that, that depends on like the occasion. Usually it's just for like a 30 minute, one hour journal sesh. So you mm. go, you drive an hour <laughs> out to the west side to sit in the sand for 30 minutes and journal and then you come back. See, I'm, I'm actually learning a lot about you guys. I'm surprised that you're both so anti doing things that like improve your life. No, yeah. I actually think I, I, I could get behind the journaling in the beach. That sounds pretty nice. That's like the same thing. Reading a book by the beach is like very fun. But what uh, beach are you going relaxing. to? Because if you go to Santa Monica Beach, it's like you're probably trying to journal. And meanwhile, there's a guy with a boombox next, like a big boombox next to you. And it's like, You'd be surprised. you can do whatever you like. <laughs> yeah. There's some good spots at Santa Monica yeah. Beach that are more remote. You'd be surprised. Sure or just like so. a like some kind of burnout, like clapping his own butt cheeks on the on the shore. Yeah, the thing, yeah, all most beaches in Southern California stink. Is that fair to say? But you know, a, a beach is a beach, though. You know, a beach is still better than sitting in your apartment Agreed. journaling. You know, you hear the crash of the waves, the metronome of that. You kind of like self meditate, or you uh, you It's almost like guided meditation from the earth. Which I could get that. I could get better. What if that. you um? What if you just put like a, you know, what I've been doing a lot lately is I put up a YouTube channel that's like forest ambience or <laughs> rain and fireplace and you leave that on for two hours. Does that make a place homey? I'm not sure. Steven, what did you do back in the day when you wanted to go to a place where you wanted to just zone out and, you know, journal? Did you go to like your local Walmart at Ohio? You and have a confused idea TV. of the Midwest, my friend. Let me tell and you, then, the Midwest, uh, you and can then you go. just look at pictures no, no, no. of the beach Shut or something. Up. Shut up. You <laughs> Did you maybe go to <laughs> the, like, the McDonald's play the place, place and uh, sit in the ball pit? In the Midwest, you can get beautiful ambience anywhere because there's beautiful cicadas singing in the trees. There's robins. Mm. There's cardinals shouting. It's mar- marvelous. Yeah. Here in LA, it's Thank like you, you have Preach to go it. to the beach because um, that's the only nice place in this you know the mountains the beach all that being uh, said kind of like national park or forest which is pretty nearby that, but that, no yeah you're right there's yeah. no place to do that in correct that, that being said um i i did uh venture into the walmart and the, <laughs> the mcdonald's I as, love a, walmart. as a child i mean you know, i love walmart it's fun <laughs> it's fun hi i'm shane today and i love walmart yeah he has an i heart walmart shirt shirt on right now yeah i can't even it's it's complimenting his aunt jemima headband which is now calling it it anymore (laughs) (laughs) ryan any last tips for this one yeah those are all the hot tips i have for that one wow we really uh really leaned into our roles here as the optimist i am and the nihilist you are shane and the pessimist ryan i mean that's pretty accurate i guess i kind of did on accident because i my whole takeaway from this is 
what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just a pain in the ass to decorate. You have to put all that thought into it. That's what I don't like. So you're telling this person not to do anything? Like, sorry, I feel like we can't just wrap well, it up. Especially on for it. something that's so temporary. Um, when I had built uh, <laughs> in 2011 with my friends a beautiful Minecraft community, you can bet that I invested a lot of hours into making my home gorgeous there because that was a place that was mine. I was never going to get kicked out of that. It still exists. It's incredible. That's true. But you're going to die one day, Shane. Like, this world isn't yours. Yeah, but then I will be part of the world, you know? The world will be decorated with me. My bones will be under a tree somewhere. My bones. What if he's as your last dying wish, Shane? Yeah. And you, you know, we, all, we often fantasize about how we're going to die. Often. This could help solve this person's problem. Uh-huh. Uh, you break into their apartment... And then you just die in the apartment and now your decoration there. I don't think that'll make them feel very homey if a man breaks into their apartment and dies on the ground. <laughs> but if it's Shane Madey, you don't have to die on the ground. You could prop yourself in a little chair in front of the TV. <laughs> you know what? You're right. Well, that's <laughs> just... I apologize, Layla. I tried my best to include you in this show. And you know what? Maybe you're just <laughs> asking up the wrong pod. No, it's the perfect answer. The, the answer in the end is to leave your door unlocked <laughs> and let one of us break in and die. I can't even imagine if I walked in my house and I like first saw a man sitting in a chair and I was like, should I, I mean, I should be concerned because there's this unknown man in my house, but he's not doing anything. It looks like his eyes are closed. Wait, is that, is that Shane Madey? He looks older. I remember BuzzFeed Unsolved. Oh my God, he's dead. He's watching... He's watching Succession? Wouldn't it be funny if I had just enough time to get a catchphrase in, in and I was like, ha ha, hey there demons, it's me, you <laughs> <laughs> Wow, it really was him. That would be crazy. It would be the most insane story you could ever tell. They'd probably think you killed Shane Madey, though. Uh, no, I'd write a little note and I'd say, they oh, yeah. know, this person didn't kill me. I was just trying to make them feel more comfortable in their home. Just broke in for the LOLs? Yeah. yeah. Great. Perfect. A perfect answer to a perfect question. I mean, I don't, I think we really tied that one in a nice, neat little bow. I can't imagine answering that one any better. No. Sure. Before we get to our next question, a word from our sponsor. That was, that's such a good sponsor. I love that sponsor. Great throw, Shane. That, oh God, mm. it sounded so good. It sounded so tasty. I want to eat it right now. Hope it's food. Yes. What if it was like a commercial for, for like a denture cream depends or something. And Ryan was just like, mm, I love to eat that or toothpaste. Oh man. I've always wanted to kind of swallow toothpaste at some point. It's so tasty and minty edible toothpaste. It seems like the greatest thing it makes your esophagus all minty fresh. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to question two. This is also from Patreon. Um, and if you would like to submit questions on Patreon, well, that's over at patreon.com slash watcher. This is from Emma friend. How do I have a great first year of college? A very valid question. Mm. I'm actually, I picked this yeah. because I'm very curious to hear about what your guys' uh, first year of college was like. Because I don't actually know. Yeah. I would guess that Stevens was maybe kind of similar to mine and that Ryan's was very dissimilar from mine. But I'll <laughs> go first on this. Um, I would say I probably did everything wrong in terms of like making friends in college. My college experience by and large was very lonely and sad. Um, but uh, Did you just say my answer is going to be like yours? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> appreciate the confidence, Shane. I don't know. Uh, he just called you a loser, man. You know what? I could be wrong though, because you're a you're a sports guy, so maybe you had friends in that capacity. Mm, I don't but know about that. I uh, went to Northern Illinois University for two years um, and majored in communications before I was like, yeah, you know what? I've done my gen eds. Maybe I should just go to film school because that's really what I would like to do. And then I went to Columbia College in Chicago. But those two years in DeKalb, Illinois, which is like, you know, I grew up outside Chicago in a suburb that was, you know, a real great suburb. Bustling, lots of people, very close to the city so you could always go and do stuff. DeKalb is a good hour away from that out in the boondocks, uh, just cornfields. Now it's a little more of a established town, but point is real lonely, real lonely. Uh, didn't have a lot of friends. I roomed with a friend from my high school, uh, one of my best friends to this day. And, um, so that was great, but outside of him really didn't make a lot of friends at all. Um, and, uh, so I really don't have a lot of advice on this subject. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, really sad. <laughs> yeah, it was. Very, it was you, just... you know what? It was weird because I was like, I, I sort of had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to transfer and go to a different school. So in the same way that when it comes to an apartment, I think, well, what's the point of decorating this? I thought, well, what's the point of making friends here if I'm just going to leave in a couple years? I did make one good friend from there who I'm still good friends with today. So was not a total wash, but, um, hmm. yeah, it was weird. Well, if you view life that way though, then you're pretty much saying like, well, what's the point of having a life here on earth? I'm only here for like 90 years, which in the grand scheme of things is nothing. Yes. But in the grand scheme of my conscious experience, it is everything. So I suppose yeah. four years is pretty long. Interesting. It was only two years, two years to, uh, yeah. Oh, was, you went to, to... Did you listen to anything that he said, Ryan? I might have zoned out for that part. Why are you laying on the couch <laughs> like that? You look like you're going to fall asleep. Put your nipple away. <laughs> Ryan's wearing a, Ryan no. is laying on his couch. He's uncomfortable. And is wearing a tank top <laughs> with his nipple just fully out. Oh. We're not shooting video, baby. This is to log on to the Patreon for a special sneak peek of <laughs> Ryan's nips. Should I screenshot this? We're recording the call, right? We'll have a. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but it's not going anywhere. So this is podcast life, baby. You know, I could sit here naked if I really wanted to. <laughs> it's going to live in the archives of Watchers uh, backup hard drives forever. That's, so that's fine. You know, if someone if wants, somebody to, wants to break into the watcher, don't do it by the way. <laughs> but if somebody wants to break into our cloud, you know, look, man, I've always said free the nipple. And, uh, and, and that's, uh, you that's are a very here. big proponent of freeing the nipple. I'll, I'll hand yeah, you that, but, but only my nipple. <laughs> that's um, the only nipple that should be free. I guess my big takeaway from this is that at the time, I was really wrapped up in like, well, this is college. You got to focus on stuff. I look, I'm not the most social person in the world. I'm not going to bother. I, uh, in a way, I do regret that. So uh, just put yourself out there. Go talk to people. Go join clubs. I also was not, I, like I was part of zero extracurricular activities because mm. what, what do you want me to do? <laughs> wait, wait, I'm gonna play a sport. I don't think so. I didn't go to any football games. Didn't go to any basketball games. 
Um, mm. At some point, I made friends with people on my floor who were a lot older than me because my sophomore year, I got put in a room with a guy who was 29. Um, it was weird. He shouldn't have been living in the dorms, um, but he was an old man who was a luggage salesman. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Okay, well, so that was the answer to uh, how do I have a great first year of college? <laughs> don't don't be uh, roommates. Started as that. Don't be roommates with a luggage salesman. That's turned advice. into uh, here's my sad existence in college by Shane Maday in autobiography. That's what that I got a lot into. of stories about it. I'll you know we'll save them for a rainy day. We got to move on. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You know, I'm very surprised by that because you are one of the most social people. Well, I mean, with like strangers or, you know, Lyft drivers or coworkers saying you're all about the, the chatty chat chat. I think I've evolved into that. And I think I internalized my experiences at college and then a little bit after college and reflected on those years and was like, oh, I was sort of uh, walled off in those years. I should be more open to talking to people and mm, I see yes. I see uh well, why don't I go next because we all know how Ryan's is oh gonna boy end, and we might as well just rock it up into it uh by taking rock steps it up into it <laughs> yeah maybe yeah uh so for me I I think the way I handled my first year I think I did a pretty good job although I would give myself some advice looking back I really hate saying this and I can't believe I'm saying this because in every talk I do, I say GPA doesn't matter. But I do think the first year it is important to study and to care about your grades. Yeah. <laughs> I sound like my dad. Wow. Um, here's the reason why. It's really, really hard to claw back up once your GPA is low. Oh, so you're saying start out high and then let it slip, baby. Then you've got- That's right, yeah. You can, like, it's easy to let it slide later, but if you start bad, you, the next few years are going to be stressful. So I think most people go into college thinking more about the social aspects. I would just say try to, you know, at least get off on a good foot with your grades and, you know, go to class. And, and go to office hours with professors because that's where they help you the most and study and, you know, uh, just be engaged. So, and then the second part of it is, and the part that I probably failed at the most was the social aspect of it. That's what I thought. Uh, for me- So I'm not totally out of line saying you- you're, No, okay. you're, you're actually uh, right <laughs> on. I cared the most about my grades and not enough about the people around me. And to be honest, like, most of the friends I have from college, I only made until later on in my college life, like, you know, third or fourth year. But I, I do wish I had spent more time being a people person, like learning how to interact with people, um, caring about their livelihood, serving them in ways that are just beyond me. Because I think when you're so siloed in on your own life, uh, at least for me, you tend to just become very selfish. And the more you look outward at other people and become friends with other people, the more you realize that it's all, it's more than just about you. It's, um, it's, it's great to have people around you. Um, and so, you know, go to different clubs, check things out. If you don't like it, don't have to go, but you can't be mad if you tried it. So just try it, go and talk to people. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's a pretty basic answer, you know, study, do like, just be very engaged, care about everything, care about the people around you, about your grades. And uh, I think you will come out the better for it. What was your GPA, Stephen? 
Nobody ever remembers her GPA, but I did have a 3.9. I had a 3.91. <laughs> Get smoked. I, I think it was like a 3.92. Oh, now uh, it's a 3.92. Now it's a 3.92. Who does it by the extra decimal? Nobody cares. I'm trying to prove a point that nobody cares, Ryan, although I did the opposite point. I think mm. mine was really high, too. I know I graduated with honors. I, gra- I graduated cuma sum laude. That was uh, that, whatever the what hell that, that means. I don't know what that means. I think it's like there's summa, there's magna. Percentile. It's like three point nine and above. Oh, mag- yeah, that's it was which it was the, un- the one under it was the top one under like valedictorian. Like there was like the people who did that stuff. Granted, I was in film classes though, so <laughs> walk in the park, baby. Yeah, I remember taking thermodynamics. Oh, Eisenstein. But I did have to do <laughs> tough class. I did have to do uh, my GE and all that stuff. Uh, those classes, I, I did not like those, but I suffered through them. You know, like calculus and all that BS. I loved taking those. Um, why? I don't know. Oh, I just had another uh, I thought about how to have a great first Let's year. Let's hear it. Don't be judgmental. Yeah. Mm. Everybody doesn't know what they're doing, including you. Indeed. So whatever. Just do you. So you might as well do what makes you happy. Speaking of the uh, the luggage salesman, he had a bunch of weird friends on the floor who were also all very old. I don't know why I mysteriously got placed on the old dormitory floor, but it was like <laughs> me who was 20 or 19 and then a bunch of like 29-year-olds. Very strange. But I remember thinking, these people are all very weird. And then one night, I think we all went to like McDonald's at like 4 a.m. and got some nugs and... And I thought, well, this is what friendship is like, isn't it? Um, and then I really mm. have never spoken to any of them ever again. But it was a little peek <laughs> into the window of uh, what sort of magic can happen when you stop uh, judging people. Ryan, tell us about your disastrous college uh, life and all your dirty boy uh, experiences. I, I think my college life was actually pretty great, honestly. Uh, it was. Uh, it, I think it's uh, a testament that you could achieve balance. You don't have to be one thing. It's not binary. Uh, you could focus on your grades and I had really good grades throughout college, but you could also focus on your social life. And I think that comes down to putting effort into both of them that are, that is of equal weight. But, uh, really what it comes down to is doing things that make you happy. Um, and that it takes a lot of experimentation. So I went to a lot of clubs when I was in my freshman year, I was in Hawaii club. I didn't, I, uh, danced in a luau. I performed there. Uh, I was in basketball. I played basketball. I was uh, I was on the practice squad for my basketball college team, <laughs> but it made me happy. I liked competing. And then I also went to class and I loved all my studies because I was passionate about film. Um, I did that for my first three years in college, made friends through all of those different activities, whether it would be film or basketball or Hawaii club. And then uh, my last year, I thought, you know, I've judged fraternities my entire life. They've always seemed really silly in that, you know, they were about the wrong reasons, but it is part of the college experience. So what if I just joined a fraternity my last year of college? And so I did. Granted, it was a film fraternity, basically, but uh, I ended up meeting a lot of friends there, one of which is still my roommate. Um, and he, But then again, he was also the person I was paired with when I first moved into college in the dorms. Um, but yeah, I would say that overall college, I approached it the same way I approached most of my life before college in that... You got to uh, value what you care about, your, your interests and your passions, but you also got to value relationships. And uh, I would say that's why up until this day, my three best friends from elementary school are still my best friends today that I see every weekend. 
and my best friends in college I still see every weekend. So hmm. I think you keep your circle. That, that is impressive, by the way. It's well, it's only, I mean, it's not without work. You have to work at your relationships and show people that you value them for sure as much as you value yourself. Because once you come to the realization that you're stronger together, once you find your tribe, it's Oof, very easy boy. to keep that, that tribe tight because it's uh, what's the point of going through life if you're going to do it alone? You got to keep, find your circle and stay in it. And that's how you get through college. That is one thing I will say about you, Ryan, that I've, I have admired is uh, your ability to develop, cultivate relationships in groups of people. And I do like your answer because you were pretty much saying get involved, right? Yeah, you, you were in so I mean, many things. You got to, well, I mean, there was a bunch of other things I tried that didn't work out. Like I tried, <laughs> there was like the student organization on campus that I tried that was not a good fit. Um, I think I briefly joined this like, I can't even remember the club. I think it was like film club and I hated that because everyone there was really pretentious, even though I love film. Um, but yeah, you just got to try a bunch of different things. There was a brief moment when I thought about joining an acapella group. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> would just give so little, much money. Yeah, it was all over the place. I but was I, actually I, in an acapella group. Were you group. really? Oh, see, that, it makes sense. You got to, you just got to, once you just kind of forget about the judgment of other people and you go, okay, what makes me happy? I'm going to try as many different things as I can That's and I don't right. care what people think of me. And if some of them make me happy, I'll just do those and I'll find people that also get happy by those things and then we'll become friends and that's that. It's really not that hard, I feel like. Um, obviously mm -hmm. also I do, and I say this, obviously you should do this responsibility, but it's also very important in your college experience to try and go out to parties and stuff like that because truthfully, that is the only time in your life you could do that uh, guilt-free without responsibility of the real world and it's important for you to get that out of your system when you're able to, because when you go out in the real world and you're actually like an adult and you have all these urges to go out and let loose, it's not exactly uh, <laughs> as uh, looked, looked upon nicely in society, I would say. So I think- I disagree with that, but- I, I think it's, okay. you, gotta, you gotta have the full experience and you gotta figure out what that full experience is. So I would try to also go out, even if you don't like going out, because I didn't even like parties. I didn't go to parties in high school. I didn't drink till I was 21. Um, I thought it was like, you know, uh, detrimental to my development as a human. And I realized that by just cutting out an entire experience is not conducive to developing as a fully formed human. So I mm -hmm. went out in college even before I started drinking um, just to see what it was like. And it was actually pretty fun to go to those things sober because people are wild and you meet some funny ass people. Um, but yeah. That's uh, I guess that in a nutshell is just be uh, have an open mind, and uh, do what makes you happy. Well, it's time for question three. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a great segue, by the way. Well done, team. Here is the third question. This comes from Beth Griffiths. Uh, she says, "I have a coworker who won't stop. <laughs> I, have a, I have a coworker who won't stop talking my ear off, even when we're both busy." How can I tell him to back off, but in like a polite way? <laughs> it's a question oh, cracks a great me up. Question. It's an amazing great question. question. Talking my ear off. I love when someone says someone else is talking their ear off. It always cracks me up. I would like more information on this, frankly, because I kind of want to know what the job is. And this is a good note for future submissions. Really get into the juicy details on these things, because I want to know mm. all aspects of this and so I can give the most informed answer. Well, it can't be too long. 
No, but I actually agree with Shane here. I like. I think the more specific the question, the uh, the, the juicier the fruit there. Because like if she's so like, you, want you know say, what, I'm a garbage man or a waste person, oh, waste management. Okay, whatever, okay, I see. Then it's very easy. It's like we'll throw a you know a rotten banana peel at him. Easy. Or, uh, mm. or uh, you know, uh, put some put some big honking headphones on and be like, I'm listening to my jams. We'll have to talk later. Something very easy like that. But we don't know yeah, the nature he, of her work, so it's hard to really... I see, I see. ...hone in there. Her chatty Caffey co-worker, though, could be somebody who perhaps talks to somebody or talks to her when she has her headphones on. I've worked around people before who would always come over and talk to me when I had my headphones on, which clearly is the universal sign to either uh, busy or maybe listening to some sweet tunes. And uh, yet they persist. They persist with the talking. I don't know about that. And I was never a fan of it. Um, And if if you want to know how I responded to to that, uh, here's how I did it. Uh, I would take my headphones off. Sorry if you hear uh, basketball in the background. Someone just started dribbling a basketball on the sidewalk right outside my window <laughs> well tell sarah me? to stop practicing her dribbling outside <laughs> she's she's hooping hooping rooping hair oh god sarah rubin and her, her persistent dribbling she's of a, a basketball man. all day long all day long she's a regular kyrie irving yeah um and for all you basketball heads out there you hoop heads uh here's what i did when someone would come over to me uh, at my desk and this happened and i won't say who it is but Shane knows who it is. There was a person, Shane and I used to work at BuzzFeed, and this person would come over to our desk maybe once a day. It felt like once a day at least. Oh, I know who you're talking about. And this person- At first I thought you were gonna say me, because there was a time when I spoke, I tried to get your attention and you did not respond. But please continue with your story. Steven, you were very easy to ignore. This other person, though. (laughs) was persistent and they would uh they would kind of just stand there until either i saw them waving at me or until i just you know you ever been uh sitting somewhere and you just feel someone's presence standing near you and you're just like (laughs) what i feel odd right now oh it's because there's a human breathing on my shoulder anyways there was a person who did this to shane and i every day um and here's how i handled the situation i took my headphones off and I folded like a damn lawn chair. I would uh, just sit there and I would entertain this person and talk to them until they felt like they needed what they needed uh, or they got what they needed and they would leave. And I, what I did was I held that resentment deep down in my stomach and bottled it up and uh, never spoke of it until now. <laughs> so if you wanna know how to handle that in the incorrect way, uh, that's how you do it right there. And I often sat next to Ryan. I sat next to Ryan and I knew this person generally had more in common with Ryan than I did. So sometimes they'd come over clearly interested in a conversation with Ryan. I'd start up the conversation and then Ryan would get roped into it. And then I would put my headphones on and go back to work. (laughs) And Ryan would be in a conversation for 25 minutes. And I would, and Shane, when he'd put his headphones back on his head, he would always pause just, you know, kind of like, uh, uh, This is, I forget who, who, whose comedy special this is in, but there's, they describe that when, when you're sitting in first class and you're not sitting in first class, so I'm always in the coach area, there's a curtain that separates first class and coach. And before they close the curtain, the flight attendant will always give you a little look like a, hmm. And then they'll close the curtain just so you know, 
you're not supposed to be over there. Shane would give me a very mm -hmm. similar look after he uh, entrapped me in this conversation. He would shoot a little glance at me, he'd smirk a little bit, and then he'd slowly put on his headphones <laughs> and turn his face back to good. the computer screen while smiling. Uh, all while right in front of this person who I guess never picked up on the fact that Shane thought it was very funny that he was trapping me in this conversation. But uh, I imagine there's somebody at your work that you, I, I, don't, I don't imagine there's somebody at your work that you could pass the buck to here. So I guess I'm now thinking about the conversations that I used to have and what do I wish I would have done? And I honestly, I'm so anti-confrontation, I can't think of a way to say, hey, uh, maybe uh, could you just uh, leave me be for a second? I'm trying to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. The question given to two non-confrontational people, you found, uh, <laughs> can't do much. Um, no, I, I have a, as a non-confrontational person, I do get borderline offended when people don't gauge your interest in a conversation because I feel like I am hyper aware of any time I'm talking for longer than 40 seconds. If the person I'm talking to <laughs> shows the slightest bit of disinterest, I tend to just mm -hmm. sort of clam up and I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll just go fuck myself uh, and I'll shut up. Um, but I do have other friends who will talk at length for a very long time. Um, not like good friends of mine, but, you know, people I, I guess acquaintances more. Um, and I found mm -hmm. I generally, because I am so receptive to other people's feedback and conversations, that I get almost angry at them for not being able to pick up when someone else is not you know either busy or not there for the conversation your eyebrows arched when you said so that i think the, the way i generally go about it is i just sort of dial back my responses to them bit by bit until it's just a wall of sound from them and if they're still going at that point then they're a psychopath you know uh this Whoa. actually reminds me of my favorite meme on the entire internet what's There's, that it's a meme of Michael Myers. There's a guy who's in a Michael Myers mask <laughs> and he's sitting in the back of, uh, it looks like a lift, like a, like some sort of like Uber or something. And the, and he has this kind of like disinterested yet exasperated look on his face. Even though it's a Michael Myers mask, you could see it in the eyes. And the caption is, <laughs> when you're on your eighth damn, that's crazy. And they're still telling the story. That's exactly what Shane is talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an amazing meme. You should go look it up right now. I just wish people uh, would just look around the room more, you know? Read if, the room. If, if you're talking to four people and none of them are making eye contact with you, bail. Man, can you imagine what they must be like? Right? like those people who have to talk to somebody and get things out and now they're in quarantine. Can you imagine what they're going through right now, though? That must they be They deserve tough. it. They deserve it, yeah. Oh, so. goodness. They've spent what, their entire lives you boring at home? people. <laughs> and look, I, here's the thing. I love conversation. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm happy to talk to people. You do. It's more about, like, one-sided conversation that annoys me. Or if people mm -hmm. yeah. don't get that you're, like, busy or something. A mm. conversation should be a lot like a dance. It should be... Uh, solicited it should and it should be two ways a two-way street Whoa. if you if you just start going up to, you walk up to someone just start 
yammering and they're not giving you anything back, that's your sign as a human to be like, hey, maybe I should back off. Just as similarly, if you just walk up to somebody in like a bar or something and start just gyrating on them <laughs> and, yeah. the, the, and they don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, it's as egregious as that to me. Well, I have an idea, guys. Okay. I have an idea. So at first I was going to answer this question with a few party tricks I use. What? You know, like you're talking to, you're talking to a stranger at a party and you want to get away from the conversation. So you say like, oh, I'm going to use the bathroom or hey, like nice talking to you. I'll see you around in a bit. Like those kinds of things can help you exit conversation. But then I realized this is a coworker. You're at work and you probably see this person every day. So it's a lot hard to, to do that. So here's what I suggest you do, Beth. You tell this person, uh, we'll call him uh, Ryan. No, tell this for, person, for clarity. <laughs> oh, for clarity. Okay, for clarity. Uh, Ryan, Nana. You tell Ryan Nana. Ryan Nana. Hey, Ryan Nana. You know what I realized recently? I just haven't been so productive at work, and I think it's because I've been spending too much time talking to people. Um, so I've just been working on, um, you know, managing my time. I got myself a, a wristwatch actually to make sure that I don't spend too much time conversing with people, even though I love doing it, you know, and that's kind of the problem. I love it so much that I'm going to now, uh, manage my conversations and, and like cut them off when I, I have to, just because this is something that I'm working for my self-improvement. So, uh, if I do this to you, it's not that I'm going to be rude, but, um, I, it's because, you know, I've been working on myself and, uh, this is what I think would be really, really you know, you could even throw in, you know, my therapist or something. I maybe don't, don't go that far. My therapist but, says you um, need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, hey, my therapist say, like, thinks that you're boring. <laughs> Could you stop talking? Just say, uh, I love talking to you, but uh, just don't be offended if I, I do have to cut this off because uh, I need to be more productive at work. And so, yeah, that's that's it. You just what a, give, you know, you what make if it's up a, a job scenario. where they're working at Subway and there's no one coming in and they've done everything they need to do and they're just standing there behind the counter and there's clearly yeah, true. Well. <laughs> I was thinking more about the uh, the office job, but if it's something like like Subway, okay, all right, I can see that. So, okay, I got a new scenario for okay, you. Okay, Steven, you work at Subway. Mm. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, Shanana, uh, how's it going over there at the end of the line? Good. Um, mm. uh, I'm eating what? the sandwiches. I just realized something. We're not allowed oh, to, but yummy, you know I love to sandwiches. eat these things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you do, and it's <laughs> What's totally your against bread? law, but Shanana, um, I'm so sorry, but... <laughs> Sorry, I'm coughing. In I my think I heart, got that corona. I just realized yeah, I need bread? some time for myself. They got a lot of good bread here. Shanana, I need some time for myself. Nobody buys these Can cookies. You just let me. Um... You ever notice that? All these people coming up here, no one's buying the cookies. <laughs> Why does anyone buy these cookies? I think they're good. Shanana, huh? um, you know what? Huh? Actually, I realized something. I need to listen to this uh, podcast real quick. What is to, it? Because my sister What's a podcast? told me to share I've been listening to uh, Cereal you know lately. What? Here, here. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll, I'll do it to you. I don't know. I'm going to listen to one. I'm really curious. Hey, fellows, could I get a could I get an Italian on what? six inches, please? Yeah, what kind of bread six do you inches, like? Six inches Italian. And then this is my friend Steve. Hey, you listen you to know, a podcast? What kind of podcast do you like? Cereal. You with the glasses. This is a podcast called "Here's What You Do." Uh, you listen to it, and then you send them the pockets of this episode, and ha oh, wow. and make sure they listen to the third question, and you tell them the person that they're talking about is you, sucker. Oh, that's crazy. That's that sounds that's awesome. What other podcast are you listening to? I listen to cereal. Oh, that's awesome. What about you, <laughs> the, friend? The food? Cereal. Wait, are you talking to me still? 
All right. And if it gets to that point, okay, now I'm going to pause. If it does get to that point, you need to pull them aside and just say like, sorry, this is not to offend you, but I, I just get exhausted from too much conversation. So please stop. Here's the red alert. If you don't want to do it head on like that, here's what you do. You just say, okay. Okay. I, oh, I ate some spicy, spicy hummus last night. I gotta take a shit. I was thinking that too. That was plan A for me. Here's plan B. Yeah. You know how uh, there's certain devices out there that could produce a very, very high frequency of different kinds of ranges. You oh. could just slowly go through the range and figure out which one affects their ears in a very negative way. And you just let that go off. And maybe one doesn't affect your ears. And they'll be like, oh, you hear evil. that high pitched noise? Like, what is that? What is that high pitched noise? It's hurting my head. I, I got to go. Maybe it, it could be kind of like a like a like a repellent of sort, like a like a like a pest repellent. Yes, in that in that vein, you could make yourself just an abhorrent person to be around. So you could just start stinking. Yeah, just stop taking showers. That's right. You just can't rip have a fart. Rip a fart no right friends. in front of them. Like the biggest fart you could possibly conjure. Save it up. In fact, if you have a fart that morning, hold it in and wait till they come next to you and fart while you're talking. Well, can you can you store that in a jar? Is that a thing? Yeah, my brother used to do no, that. He used to fart no in a jar way. and then op- open it near my face. Um, well, St- Stephen's probably got the best advice here on this one. I don't know. I kind of like holding in a fart and then farting as loud as you can while you're talking. Don't bring any atten- attention to it. And then maybe they'll just think you're a weirdo. That's true. Well, it's up to you. You know, write us back. Let us know how it went. And um, mm-hmm. you're welcome. By the way, by the way. I think about this a lot because, sorry, I know we wrap this up, we don't have time, but I have a friend from college hmm. who needed to shower more. What? And I never told him, and now I feel guilty because he probably walks around his entire life and nobody is going to tell him he needs to shower. Yeah. But if I had just been a good friend and confronted him about it and told him this, maybe he would be better for it. Yeah, I knew somebody like that too, but that's also why I tell anybody immediately when they have something in their teeth. That's sweet of you. Yes. But the the smelling thing is a little bit harder because it's kind of like hygiene feels a little more personal. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm assuming this friend also has said something along the lines of like, "Mm, I don't really need deodorant. Uh, Yep. That was very, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I just naturally (laughs) smell pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I think you need some deodorant, pal. I think think you need a whole lot of it. Maybe some spray and the the rub on. I love it when people are like that. I don't even need to shower. (laughs) You know, not everyone needs no uh, deodorant, right? The body takes care of itself. You do. I do feel bad. So if you're listening out there, I feel bad. Uh, you need to shower, FYI. Sorry, didn't tell you that That's earlier. our PSA. Everyone should shower, especially now. Well. Well. <laughs> that about does Good it. app, guys. Just another just another good roundtable of advice there offered by the Watcher Boys. Uh, <laughs> I hope you all learned something from this. Yeah. And if you didn't, that's okay too. You had a good time. Because I don't know if you gathered much from question number one. <laughs> I still feel bad, by the way. That's why I'm bringing it up. You know what? Uh, what, what was your name? Layla? Uh, when this episode comes out, come uh, come to the Patreon chat. H-Y-H-W-Y-D. And mm-hmm. I will help you out. Well, that does it for another week of Here's What You Do. As always, if you'd like to submit your questions for future episodes, swing by patreon.com slash watcher or send them in anonymously or non-anonymously to hwydpod at gmail.com. See you next week. Bye.